This Church Life Today podcast is a production of Redeemer Radio and the McGrath Institute for Church Life at the University of Notre Dame and is brought to you in part by Notre Dame FCU and our listeners. Welcome to Church Life Today, a production of the McGrath Institute for Church Life at the University of Notre Dame. I'm your host, Leonard DiLorenzo. I'm going to ask basically three questions today. Did Darwin kill God? Is the soul real? And is there life before death? If you're listening, just buckle up and wait for the answers, because today's guest is Connor Cunningham, Associate Professor in Theology and Philosophy and Director of the Center of Theology and Philosophy at the University of Nottingham. Professor Cunningham has degrees in law, philosophy, and theology. He's the author of Genealogy of Nihilism and the book Darwin's Pious Idea. He is at work on a third book that follows these previous two with the title The Soul and the Marriage of Discourse. Additionally, Professor Cunningham was the writer and presenter of the multi-award-winning BBC documentary, Did Darwin Kill God? Connor Cunningham, welcome to the show. Cheers. So people may know you from the BBC documentary you developed, Did Darwin Kill God? For those who might be unfamiliar with that work, can you give us a hint at the answer? Did Darwin kill God? It certainly didn't. But (laughs) what he did was most humans are very Victorian. Their sense of themselves as humans was so self-satisfied. There was no carnality to their being. So when Darwin rocks up and goes, by the way, you might be linked to animals, mm-hmm. that shocked everyone. Mm-hmm. But the Imago Day was nothing to do with a denial of that whatsoever. So it's shock, Protestant shock. And the Imago Day could not be threatened by Darwinian evolution. In fact... Another way of looking at it is that you can't actually have evolution unless you believe in God. Oh, explain that. You can't have ev- evolution no, unless you really believe in God. No, I really believe that. Yes, tell I us think about that's, it. That, that's actually demonstrable. Right, right. Because if you only have a flux, like a, the, the flux of philosophy, the flux of history, mm-hmm. yeah, where is the, where is the, the giraffe, <laughs> the, the, the elephant, the, the collar, the you? Right. Where are we? Where's Granny uh-huh. in that? Uh-huh. She disappeared. So you need to have a metaphysics to believe in evolution, but evolution can't believe in metaphysics. Mm. You don't. You don't evolve to the point of metaphysics. Metaphysics gives the the reason for evolution. It, it gives us as a species, like Darwin, yes. when he spots that mechanism, yes. natural selection. That's a metaphysical move. Ah. But if you leave it to its, its own devices, mm-hmm. it, it's pure flux. Yeah. To be able to recognize here to recognize a, a unit of change that's meaningful. One thing changes into another. Mm-hmm. That's really expensive. It is really expensive. It requires memory, too. So it requires memory on the part of Darwin, but, but also is, on the part of history. What does memory require? Memory requires metaphysics. Yeah. Because otherwise you're just losing. You're the, just losing. As species like, pass, as moments pass, as thoughts pass, they're just gone. Well, it's like you writing down a list of like, yeah, uh, this happened on a Tuesday at 2.30. Well, it's no Tuesday. Right. It's your memory of. No, that. but even a Tuesday. No, wait a minute. Oh, there is no such there's, thing as there Tuesday. There is no such thing as Tuesday at 2.30. <laughs> there isn't. We're in the first couple of minutes of the show and we're already popping. No, yeah, there, there is, is no, no Tuesday. Tuesday. Th- there's no Thursday. There's no Wednesday. There's no. Yeah. None of these things exist. Right. We've marked them. We've marked them. 
Yes. But actually, if you're if you're a Christian, you can say, yeah, it's a Monday, it's a Tuesday, it's a blah. Huh. That's a very expensive. But that's because we have not decided. We've received a instruction that time is meaningful, and we've allowed ourselves to see time as meaningful and therefore mark it in these measures. But here's the hypocrisy, because you're absolutely right. Yeah. The hypocrisy there is that we are historical beings. Mm-hmm. We are all Tuesdays at 2.30. We are all Tuesdays at 2.30. I hate that because I'm going to pick up my <laughs> youngest child, Martha, always at Tuesdays. Tuesday at 2.30, yeah, yeah. And, but what <laughs> is that? That actually happens. When I go to pick her up, Yeah. like the lovely lady who brought me here, Yeah. When I, it's something happens somewhere yeah, in yeah. some way. It's meaningful. Yeah. It's like Auschwitz in that Auschwitz is the most horrendous, evil thing that's we've industrialized killing of mm-hmm. human beings. Mm-hmm. It's the utter flux. We actually industrialized the killing of human beings. That's utter flux. How do you say we killed someone on some day in some way? Mm. Unless you've transcendence, you cannot give an account of that. Mm. You really can't. Yeah. So, I, I, sorry. No, so, please. from Auschwitz to my picking up my daughter is the same thing in that in, sorry it's not the same not thing the same in terms right, right. of it, it, it requires structure order in a manner which you and I are beholden to mm-hmm. not in control of mm-hmm. and so you asked this question in public on television did Darwin kill God why well actually why I said that Daniel Dennett yeah. which is like, which really really cool if you want to hear this yeah, no, no, it's no, absolutely tell, true tell us how does this get on TV so I was on uh, where is it, what's this university Tufts yeah yeah so I'm sitting in his office in the morning, uh-huh. like seven o'clock in the morning, we're doing this thing. And it, it's, it's a little bit in the document, he's me speaking to Denim. For I, a lot of people, they really don't believe seven o'clock in the morning exists, by the way, at all. Well, they can't. They've never seen it. Yeah. They, well, they actually can't. Okay. Unless you believe in God. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but the, wait, wait. I had Dennett, right? And, and Dennett's going, blah, blah, blah. I think Darwin's this. I think Darwin's this. And that's not quite right. And I waited for my uh, director to give me a nod that I got the right thing for the TV. I said to him, exactly about Auschwitz, I said, because I saw the picture of his left-hand side of his shoulder, which is John Locke. Hmm. And I said, um, so how would you explain National Socialism to me? Because it functioned really well. Mm-hmm. Post-Weimar Republic, mm-hmm. National Socialism, Nietzsche was, sorry, Hitler was mm-hmm. right it functioned well. Getting all these Germans together post Weimar, it worked functionally. I think I said, it's irreducibly wrong mm-hmm. what was done. What do you say? Hmm. And he said, well, you've got me there. I said, you, I said, you don't have an answer for that because everything's functionalized. Therefore, it's evacuated of content. Nothing is Tuesday. You think I said about choosing my daughter? That's a metaphysical act. If we have Tuesday at 2.30, that's special. And therefore, the horrendous things like Auschwitz, irreducibly evil, we are deserting our account of that because we're saying it's, we're functionalizing everything. The brain, if you read uh, neuro, neurology, right, it's abs- most of it's nonsense. <laughs> you know, I read all of it, by yeah. the way. It's so boring. In fact, a lot of my students are neurologists, uh-huh. and um, <laughs> no, no, they but they but they but they do believe in Tuesday at, at two thirty. Yeah, 
and I'll say, well, yeah, I know what the, but the brain here goes, and the brain does this, and the brain does that, and the brain does that. So what? Aquinas says, Aquinas says beautifully, if the brain is not functioning, the soul can't. Hmm. He was must have been on the wacky backy way back in the day, where he didn't re- he <laughs> realized that the soul couldn't operate. Operate his word is operate uh-huh. without a functioning brain. But somehow he didn't think that was reducible then to the functioning of the brain. Yeah. So it was a dependence. Yeah. Like the incarnation. Yeah. So God becoming incarnate is dependent on Mary. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's material stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's some woman who has to say yes. And has to make God man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a bit rock and roll. <laughs> Well, it's not supposed to be cool, right? Well, it, it ends is up cool. Being utterly cool. It is actually yeah. it's the only revolution. Yeah, because it's the you, only revolution. It's back to Tuesday yeah. at two thirty. Yeah, how do you get God to become man? And some woman has to carry God in their womb, and only a woman knows what that's, that's like to do, right? Yeah. You ask my wife; she tilt you shush, Connor. You don't know. <laughs> What it's like to carry children. My wife has told me the same many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In many different I mean, yeah, ways. We have in to many come back at them because they, yeah. they, sometimes they elwrag it and go, oh, shush. I'll get you a coffee. <laughs> Don't shush. But, but literally, metaphysically, that actually happened. Mm-hmm. So Darwin cannot have killed God. Incarnation would have killed God. Hmm. You, you get what I mean by that? The incarnation would have killed God in that we cannot religiously understand that. God is material. Mammalian, mammalian birth, mammalian life, and a mammalian death. Hmm. How can Darwin <laughs> kill God? God killed God in that sense, in that that's a mind shake. You cannot get round your head. Yeah. And if you have, you're not being a theologian. Hmm. You're listening to Church Life Today and Redeemer Radio. <clears throat> We're talking with Dr. Connor Cunningham, Associate Professor in Theology and Philosophy and Director of the Center of Theology and Philosophy at the University of Nottingham. So you're bringing up just a moment ago, Aquinas, the soul, the mind. There's another question circulating out there. You could say maybe it's never articulated, but it's just sort of like in the ether. Is there even such a thing as a soul? Like, what are we talking about? Is this a construct? Well, this, this is a question you've taken on, right? So yeah, I have. It's too easy to reject the soul, okay? Because you think of something spiritual. Yeah. So you've got my matter. I've got my atoms. I've got my chemicals. I've got my calcium, here's my ions, here's the thing. I've got all that, right? I'm, I'm a realist. I've got my calcium. <laughs> Forget the soul. Yeah. But that's not how the fathers or Aquinas thought of the soul. Okay. Everything presumes the soul. Everything. Every act, every movement, every... It, it is a verb that actually does... But, it's, but here's the weird thing. With Aquinas later on, end of his work, he makes the soul not the dominant thing, it's beholden hmm. also. That's the most beautiful thing. Just like Mary. Yeah. The incarnation, right? Yeah. Aquinas goes, the soul is like the intellectual soul, it's blah, blah, blah. It's our entire form, a substantial form of our being, our body. Yeah. We only have a body because of that. Yeah. But he still says, Back to the, it's dependent on the metabolism, the blah, blah, blah. The soul is? Yeah. Yeah. It says it, it's, it's 
it's stuff without it. Yeah. Just like Christ would have been without Mary functioning well. Yeah. We needed a womb doing its stuff. And when Christ is born, we need him to be fed. We need to give him food. Uh-huh. We need to give him water. Uh-huh. We need to look after him. Uh-huh. This is a mammal. Yeah. This is a mammal. You asked me at the beginning, does Darwin call, hold on, we're looking after golden, whatever this is. This is <laughs> on this a million is, terms. Yeah. yeah. This is like, we have to look after this guy called Jesus. Uh-huh. We've got to feed him, put him to bed. Yeah. This is a mammal. So when you're, when you're asking this question, is there a soul, or you're giving a response to, you're giving an account of it, who are you responding to? Who are the people that are arguing against this, even implicitly? Well, two people I don't like. Okay. Let's name, ma- let's name them on the radio now, the people you don't like. Re- no, Those I don't like reductive materialists, yeah. the, the guys out there doing their philosophy of mind, doing their stuff. They're rubbish, and I'm coming after them. <laughs> but I don't like religious people either. You don't like religious people no. either. Tell us about that. No, no. I love them. I don't yeah, mean yeah, yeah, yeah. that. They have domesticated the soul too much. Domesticated. In fact, they thought the soul is spiritual. Mm. It's corporeal. Uninvolved. So to be spiritual in this sense is uninvolved in the corporeal life. Yeah, which yeah. is not at all right. what Aquinas says. or There's no good theologian who's ever said that. Yeah. But we like the fact that the soul would be something spiritual, uh-huh. something immaterial. Uh-huh. That's not what they ever wrote. Augustine is really, I mean, Irenaeus, Augustine, the whole, the whole lot. They didn't think it was something wispy. Hmm. It was brutal. It was the fact there was a body. Hmm. That's why Aristotle beautifully says, and Aquinas will lift up and throws it, there is no such thing as a dead body. There is no dead body. So every funeral you've gone to, and you see some things, yeah. Corpse, a cut, yeah. To give an account of the dead Jim, dead Susie, dead whoever it is, that's metaphysical. That's the Tuesday mm. with Martha picking her up. You can't give an account of that. So, on the one hand, the materialists, scientific materialists, are naughty because they're being reductive. Mm-hmm. But God bless them. They're only reflecting what the, the religious people are doing. Because they had been reductive and made it all wispy and immaterial. That's what it is. The soul is, it's why there's a tree. It's why there's a fish. It's why there's an elephant. It's why there's a giraffe. It's why there's a uh-huh. soul is the verb of the noun. Hmm. So neither side here is very interesting, actually. In the they're end. They're very, ner- very narrow, very boring. They're very boring. Yeah. And they're very, very boring. And all you have to, if you're in any way religious, if you go back to church on a Sunday and you confess the Nicene Creed if you actually look at the way it's constructed yeah and what it actually says and then go home and speak to him ever and try and figure that out <laughs> you're gonna start doing some metaphysics it's nuts <laughs> it is it's nuts yeah it's absolutely nuts. well you first have to profess belief in being that there is such a thing as being. Well, you have right? to believe in, in existence. And in order to do that, you have to rely upon existence to do it. I believe in God, the Father, Almighty Creator of heaven and earth. In other words, that there is meaning and it has been given and created. Yeah. And I stand on it to say this. But the problem with the religious, yeah. they've missed, they've, they've gone home after the church. Yeah. And they confessed the Nicene Creed. Yeah. 
and they actually have some trouble their brain. Yeah. Well, and this, I mean, even Joseph Rothinger in the introduction to Christianity, right? That's, Pope Benedict really XVI, this. this is what it is. really good on this. The, the sort of recklessness of belief that you are venturing yourself into belief to stand yeah. on something, yeah. right? Yeah. He's brilliant. He, he actually, him and his buddy, uh, Robert Speyman, <laughs> Uh, he, and apparently, just the guy told me he just died. I didn't realize that because Robert and I were mates. Um, not Rottinger, by the way. Not we're no, not breaking. Sh- we're not breaking that. On no, the no, Schmeiman, no, no, Robert Schmeiman. Schmeiman. He was the guy that said uh, a wonderful quote. He said, "Man has become an anthropomorphism to himself." Hmm. Man has become an anthropomorphism to himself. So you can look in the mirror yeah. and you're thinking. Well, all the world's telling me I don't exist. Well, all the world's telling me I'm material. All the world's telling me yeah. I'm just like Jim looking at the mirror. <laughs> I think I'm right. And I can't say anything about it. I can't say anything about me. I can't uh-huh. say anything about the Tuesday. And the, I can't do that. Man has become an anthropomorphism to himself. Huh. If you say you'll be accused of being anthropomorphic. <laughs> to say I, Jim, I, Susie, exist. Uh-huh. They'll say, oh, that's, that's naughty. <laughs> that's arrogant uh-huh. but if you go to a, a, a care home uh-huh. or you go to oncology if you go to cancer you know yeah. you want Susie and Jimmy to be looked after yeah and you think something's happening to Jimmy and Susie yeah you're you're presupposing they exist in order for you're that to happen you're presuming they yeah. exist yeah and they are particular yes so they may look in the mirror and go actually uh-huh. my name's Jim my name's Susie I exist yeah but the whole culture says that's an embarrassment. Hmm. You're being anthropomorphic. Hmm. You're imposing yourself on yourself, Sushpayman. Hmm. It's brilliant. Yeah. You're actually an anthropomorphic to your, I love it. Oh. It's so good. It's so logical. Yeah. Try working with that on Tuesday at 2.30. Oh. You're listening to Church Life Today and Redeemer Radio. We're talking with Dr. Connor Cunningham, Associate Professor in Theology and Philosophy and Director of the Center of Theology and Philosophy at the University of Nottingham. So as you're talking about the soul, you're talking about existence, about claiming existence, about an actual interesting existence that we live in. Why is that interesting? Is there, I mean, well, all, all these religious people seem that you're the type of religious. It's, it's an over-concern with the spiritual and life after death, being liberated from the body. It's rubbish. Is there, it's but the you opposite, ask a question. It's the opposite way yeah. around. Is there life before death is, is your life question. Life before death. That's Tell the only that. perspective, which Irenaeus said it way back in the day. Yeah. Maximus and Augustine, yeah. Maximus, Aquinas, they, they yeah. all said this. We're all, back to Speyman's point about being anthropomorphic uh-huh. to oneself. We tend to think culturally, will there be life after death, right? We tend to think, is there something spiritual about me, something the soul's going to... That's already giving up the game. No one ever thought that. The fathers never thought that. Hmm. They thought, what are you? On a Tuesday. <laughs> that is metaphysical. That is theology. Mm. That is, it's not about is the soul reducible to the mind, the mind reducible to the brain. That's always, you've given up the ghost. You've you heard the phrase, um, uh, there's no ghost in the machine. Right. But actually Aquinas has the exact opposite term. He says the machine is in the ghost. The machine is in the ghost. Mm. So your soul is not something wispy in Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's actually it's the, the only reason. way to be in Florida, but yeah. nevertheless. Yeah, unless you're a good golfer. Yes. Yeah. And um, the machine isn't so that the metabolism, the, 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 everything you think is 
material is actually in the soul. The soul holds it together. Hmm. It holds it together. So when you start getting religious and go, oh, I think I am God, this, and I believe in Jesus, and there's going to be a soul that wisps, you know, goes off to heaven or something, that's not what anyone was speaking about. Hmm. They just want you to nail the Tuesday. Hmm. How do you have anything normal? That requires God. Well, what does this mean for heaven then? So if heaven is not the place of the wispy, wispy souls gathering together in this fleet of wispiness, heaven would therefore be what? That's a hard one. Like Gregory of Nyssa, mm-hmm. St. Gregory of Nyssa, so he, they don't want a contrast. Because when you go to Mass, you go to Eucharist, yeah. and here's a really interesting thing metaphysically. So they don't think that eternity is something different that you're already doing. They don't think that eternity is something different than what no. you're already doing. Okay. So actually, when you're being a proper person, when you're being, uh, when you're actually f- doing your own thing, yeah. you're participating. Especially when you go to Eucharist, when you go to Mass, mm-hmm. and and someone tells you this is the body and blood of Christ, right? That's nuts. That's nuts. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to mess you here. Everyone thinks that's religious. Mm-hmm. But then, if I said it. You are just simply elements. You're just bread and, and, and wine, right? Mm-hmm. So, but you, you, bes- you expect me to think you exist. Yeah. But you're just as material as the Eucharist. Element. You're just, Element. You're yeah, just yeah. elemental. Just, yeah, right. You're just elements. But when I ask you to recognize that I exist, I'm asking you to but put it together. Uh, yeah, to, uh, you're to asking me, me to recognize mm-hmm, you to as recognize something you. irreducible. Yes. But then we think it's religious when we go to the Mass. I don't think it is. Separate from everything else. It's separate By from, saying I religious, it's separate from everything yeah. else. So the, the Eucharist is there to teach you about normality. So to put this properly, it would not be to say, if I'm hearing you correctly, the Eucharist is like everything else. In fact, everything else, we learn how to see everything else from the Eucharist. Because of the Eucharist. Yes. The Eucharist teaches us how to think. Yes. It's by not, receiving it. By receiving it. Yes. Because you received your existence, your mom and dad I've got been together. Told. Yeah. No, but they got yeah. together and they yeah. did some stuff. I've received I'm not it. gonna go there. Please don't. And they did some stuff. <laughs> and you were just elemental. Uh-huh. Weren't you? And you still are. I am. And you probably have a, a, a wife or whatever. I do. <laughs> and she's elemental. Uh-huh. But I recognize her as her. Not Why is as that element? different than yeah. going to the Eucharist? The Eucharist teaches how to think about normal. Stuff, not an escape from normal stuff. We try to tend to circumvent. Uh-huh. We have, we think we can give an account of the Tuesday. We can't. So your wife, what's her name? Sorry, it was Lisa. Lisa, she's elemental, hmm. right? That's how I proposed to her. I said you are elemental. Yeah, that's the what, best line ever. Right? Beautiful. I, I tell you, my my wife was even worse. <laughs> I got down on my knees and I proposed to her. And I gave her this ring, and she went, it's not blue. Because I had bluffed her and said it's going to be for a, a May ball, like a yeah, ball, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. A, like a, what do you call them in America, like a big dance thing. Yeah, like a prom. And she said, I said, yeah. yeah, can I get your ring size? Uh-huh. For, yeah. the, for the ball, yeah. For the ball. That's a pretty... And she goes, it's not blue. I said, I've just asked you to... <laughs> and here's what Catholics are different than any other religion is that when you marry, you're the priest. Mm-hmm. So 
You confer the sacrament on each other. You're the yeah. priest on that day. Mm-hmm. So two become one. All those movies that go, I pronounce you man and wife. Mm-hmm. If you actually watch it, Catholics actually don't have that bit. Mm. Even the Orthodox still have it. It's so... Pr- we are actually the priests on the day of our actual two becoming one. Two elemental stuff becoming something different. Mm-hmm. That's like the Eucharist. It's like the Tuesday in the afternoon. It's like coffee. It's like, wow. Yeah. On the one hand, you've got the atheists going, we're just simply matter. On the other hand, you've got the religious going, oh, it's all spirit. Plague in both their houses. Yeah, yeah. No one's given me a kind of matter. Yeah. That isn't theological. Yeah. And the religious have to come back to confront that they're being too pro. They're being too um, gnostic. Yeah. You know. Right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hate of matter. The hate, hate of, of the body. Hate, yes. of, hate of the yeah. body. Hate of that stuff. Yeah. So they're all being religious over here. They're all being atheist over here. Yeah. And I think they're both wrong. And heaven would be. Much realer, much realer be, than both. Well, we know what cricket. Well, yeah. We know it's going to. We be. have one example of heaven. We have one example of heaven, which is your Tuesday afternoon pick up your door, <laughs> or the risen body of Christ. No, but that is on. that. Yeah. Okay. Because if you think about no, no, literally, if you think it's you, you're using time here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, using time, using a category of yeah. a Tuesday. And you, intentionality, you're thinking, right, the, this, yeah. this elemental brain yeah. has thought, I'm going to go 2.30 to pick up my daughter, right? She's named uh-huh. Martha. Uh-huh. But that's specific. So I'm picking up Martha, not generic. I'm not picking up something right. random. Right. At a time, in a place, I'm picking up someone. Yeah. That's already the mass, and that's already eternity. Yeah. Just normality is... They're ready. They're participating in eternity. Indeed. And the risen Christ. Oh, no, wait, 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 the days. risen Christ. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say yeah. something that's really yeah. going to annoy Americans. And then we'll end there. We'll annoy Americans yeah. and get off, get off just, the air. So, yeah, yeah, just say one thing. Uh, you asked me what attorney is. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be right. It's going to be playing cricket. <laughs> Americans are out. We're out. We're going to end there for all the Americans and non-Americans out there who are now imagining playing cricket forever. We've been joined today by Dr. Connor Cunningham. Dr. Cunningham, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. And thanks, everybody out there, for sharing your time with us on Church Life today. <laughs>